0: happy happy tuesday everyone i'm your host carlos gilbert and i want to welcome you to what i think just may be my best worst episode ever episode 0.2 you might say how could that be well just wait i got my coffee cup out my bible opened up to ezekiel chapter 37 so i want you to get ready i want you to take some notes because we are about to get started Yeah, yeah, yeah! What a wonderful, wonderful day this is gonna be. I uh, want to thank you again, all of you guys, for your support, for uh, you know checking out the YouTube videos, and for just uh, taking time to listen, and um, also to be encouraged by what I even have to say. You know, I think uh, this is just all part of my journey. Some of you um, know some of it, and some of you don't. If you don't, uh, just jump back over to episode zero point one, and uh, you can hear all about it, and um, and then go back to the first. Episode ever, and uh, and you can really get a summary for what Notetakers is all about. But um, you can always follow us. Uh, we have a uh, Instagram, a Twitter, and a Facebook account. You just look at us, look us up at Notetakers six one nine, and it'll be there. But I got some special and some exciting news for you. We finally have. Our iTunes podcast up and running I want you to go to iTunes and start searching for note takers and you can find the podcast there and you can uh, subscribe to it so that'd be another way that you can listen to it besides our uh, YouTube channel which is uh, youtube.com and then uh, just search for note takers official but yeah so excited about this This is gonna be a great time I've been uh, studying a lot uh, just uh, in anticipation for these next couple of episodes and and really since the last uh, video I did God it really put on my heart Uh, something that he really draw my attention to and you know I I had my own plans and then God said I have different plans so this is what I mean by what it means to be a note-taker you you can be doing the things that you're set to do you can have your way planned and God can turn that all around and uh, and so that's what we're gonna get started we're gonna jump into Ezekiel chapter 37 this is gonna be what I believe is something that plays a big role in who you are as being a note-taker As you've heard my story, one of the things is just getting to see myself in the way that God sees me. Getting to see myself in the way uh, that He would look at me through His eyes. And because if we go back and look at all that Jesus did, I mean because of the blood, we're able to be seen as a righteous individual before God's eyes. And um, as I was studying, God just brought me back to this place um, in Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel is actually a great book. This guy uh, who's a prophet, when you study him out, uh, you really see a lot of instances of the Holy Spirit within his life and uh, just some of the things that he talks about. is talking about the Spirit of God and you know how, where the Lord spoke to him and all that stuff. So you have a lot of the instances of the Holy Spirit and I think we can learn something from him. I hope they'll encourage you in regards to uh, one of the things that I believe is a, f- a foundational thing for note takers. So. Let's uh, begin to jump in. I'm going to read from Ezekiel chapter 37. I'm reading the New King James Version. And this is going to be from verse 1 through 14. And then we're going to go down and begin to break it down like real, real crazy. So here we go. Uh, the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And indeed, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, Prophesy to these bones, and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will put sinews on you, and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise. And suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Also he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them. And they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, Our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. When I have opened your graves, O oh my people, and brought you up from your graves, I will put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. My goodness, you can read that right there, and you can just be blown away, and you can apply so many things uh, into your life. But in, in the in the aspect of being a note-taker and being uh, uh, what, we're, what we're called in Him, uh, I want to look at this again and go through it and pr- kind of bring a perspective to it that you may or may not have heard. But um, so let's start again with uh, the verse. Verse one: The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. You know, part of being a note taker is uh, when you have your journal out. And some of you don't journal, but I, it's something that I really encourage you to do because I think that when I started journaling, it truly changed my life. And sometimes the way you journal can be different ways. Not everybody you know, can take a pen and begin to write down their thoughts. But what you can do in some way is kind of... Uh, chronicle everything that goes on in your life some way sometimes you can you know jump online uh, you know you have your own email account maybe email yourself uh, write a letter sometimes it's easy to write a letter and uh, you can say dear diary you know and type it away or you can take your uh, phone uh, it has voice recorders usually and you can record your voice in it and you can just really talk about your day and I think it's so important to recognize those things because as you go throughout those days There's different things that happen to you and there's different things that can happen and you're like, hmm, you wonder about those things and yet God can show you those things out of the whole day. Um, And and even if God has shown you something in the middle of the day, then God can really begin to lay something out for you even further as you decide to take that time and then even get into the Word. So I really want to encourage you to do this and and in this regard, I, I found it very interesting Ezekiel is talking about it. He talks about the hand of the Lord came upon him, and he brought him out in the spirit of the Lord, and he set him down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. So now, he's sitting in it, and he's taking a look at this, and he's, he, of course, he's acknowledging that there are these these bones that are, are sitting there. In verse 2, he says, Then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed, they were very dry. So in our aspect of being a note-taker, I think you began to analyze your life David said in Psalms 139 verse 23 he said search me O God and know my heart test me and know my anxious thoughts so I think when you're looking at this here in this particular scripture he said that he caused me to pass by them all around and behold Now before we move on from there, I found it very interesting that the Spirit of the Lord had caused him to pass by them all around. So he began to take a look at these bones and not only did he take a look at them like from afar away but he looked at them and he was able to touch maybe and and maybe to recognize them and notice that they were very dry. So in our life uh, we began to journal our life we began to chronicle our life and we began to see that hey something is not right, something's not going good, and there's parts in our life where we might find that it's very living and some parts in our life where we find that it's very dry. So let's continue. In verse 3, he says, And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. I always find it interesting when you read a text from a friend and they're texting you and they they like to tell you something and, uh, and sometimes you just read their text and you're like, How do they mean what they said? And I looked at this particular scripture too, and I was like, man, you know, here he's answered. Oh, Lord, God, you know, Uh, you know, how could that be? How could that have been a response? You know, it could have been sarcastic. So I find it very funny. But also, God brought me back to a place in my life where there was a, a point in my life where I literally had to get myself in check and really began to be able to see myself. And I want to encourage you to do something that is taken from this particular scripture, which is the Spirit of the Lord said to him, Son of man, can these bones live? Now, as you've journaled and as you've chronicled your life, or even as you're listening to this podcast right now, you're thinking about certain things in your life that's alive and thinking about certain things in your life that's dry. I want you to take this and maybe apply this to your life, where you go in front of a mirror and you begin to look at yourself. And this is something that's hard a lot of us do it every single day um, the Bible talks about how we look at ourselves and we walk away forgetting what we look like and you know I think that when we go to the mirror we actually begin to see the things that we really don't want to see maybe there might be wrinkles showing up maybe there might be pimples maybe there would be hair growing in places that you know should not be in there on your face or but you begin to look at yourself and you begin to look at it and I can imagine the Spirit of the Lord asking you son or daughter of man Can these bones live? I want you to look at yourself in the mirror. I want you to hear the Lord say that to you and ask you that question. And I wonder what your response would be. You know, would it be like Ezekiel, oh Lord, God, you know. Or would it be, yes, they can live again. I think in my life there has been a moment of time where I had to realize and it wasn't like, well, God, you know, (laughs) you know, only you know. I don't know nothing. You know, look at my life. It's blah, blah, blah. And I start being condescending. And there's a point that we have to stop that. And so looking at that scripture, it's so important because you have to realize that God wants goodness to come out of you. He is putting goodness in you. He's putting a life in you. And these are the things that we have to recognize and not beat ourselves over the the head with it, but let the Spirit of God come in and minister to us. So it's important to take note, apply it to your life, right? Always. So take note of what He wants to say to you through this podcast and through this particular scripture. If you're having struggles with yourself, body, image, you know, just the way you think about yourself, look at yourself in the mirror and allow God to ask you the question, son or daughter of man, can these bones live? And you have to have a determination in your heart that says, God, yes, I believe that you want these bones to live. Yes, I believe that you want these bones to live. Man, that's good right there. I mean, I could stop this podcast. It would be good. Uh, but I'm going to continue because there's so much out of this passage. It's so, so good. All right, so let's go. Verse 4. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, Oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. I will put sinews on you, and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. Hey, alright, God told me what to say, but, you know, that that's pretty good. You know, God said it. That's all we need to do. We could just sit back and relax and... You know, I I find it very interesting as we read this. This is something that God tells him to prophesy, not once, but twice, but three times he begins to say stuff. And, uh, you know, you would think in your life that God is able to do things once. And uh, usually that is, you know, God, you can speak the word. And the word of God is alive and powerful and he's able to do it once. Uh, and that's it. It's settled. It's done. And that's very true. But I find it interesting that when it comes to the body of Christ, when it comes to the man uh, who is looking and seeking after God, that there are these processes that they go through. And uh, as we're reading this, we're seeing this process that God is taking him to. And I think it's very interesting in the regard that when God is speaking to Ezekiel, he's telling him to prophesy this. Now, he, God can tell you something. But there's another aspect that needs to be put in place if we're going to begin to see the power of God move in our lives. And that is this, the fact that he acted upon what God had said. In verse 7 he says, So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied there was a noise. Man, listen to that. I prophesied, Ezekiel was saying, and I did it as I was commanded. So he wasn't speaking out and off on his own. You know, we have a tendency to go out and just do that. and, And that is not the case that we should be doing. We should be prophesying and speaking based on what the Word of God is saying. So that means that you have to get your head in the Word. That means that you have to get yourself like soaked into this thing because this Word is alive. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling, And the bones came together bone to bone. He said, Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them over. And there was no breath in them. Now, wait a second. Now, let, let's back up. Verse uh, 5, he says, Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter you. In verse 6, he uh, says again that I will put breath in you. And then verse 7, uh, we can only assume that Ezekiel had prophesied as he was commanded, right? So, he said the same thing. But what happened here? The, in verse 8, it says there was no breath in them. So, wait a second. What's going on? So, as we begin to get in our lives, we begin to get this... Uh, journaling together, begin to chronicle our lives and we begin to say, hey, there's some parts that are not connected. And so God begins to give us a word and then all of a sudden we start seeing as we begin to apply and as we begin to activate these things we start connecting those things we start seeing the word of God bring it together because the word of God is life and it's bringing it together and it's doing what has been spoken by the word of God. It's coming together but then it stops right there and there's no breath in them. So, what do we as Christians really begin to do as uh, we press in, praying and believing God for something, and then we see all these things begin to come together, and then it just stops. You know, uh, there's always that 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 term of like plateauing, and we're just like we're we're going along, and there's nothing that takes us higher or takes us to a place that where there's like, yay, there it is. But as we begin to see here, there seems to be a process. One thing I noticed that I loved about this is that he looked and he began to see all these things come upon them Uh, but then he also noticed that there was no breath in them so the thing he prophesied first the first time are things that you could be believing for from the get-go and you see that things start coming together you're like yes god's gonna do it god's gonna do it and all of a sudden it stops and then you're like wait a second there's something missing and he began to hear what the spirit of the lord would say in verse 9 also he the spirit of the lord Said to me, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, Son of Man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath. And breathe on these slain that they may live and I find this amazing because all this whole time he he was going through he prophesied the first thing all the bones began to rattle come together and they were bone to bone so things began to come into place not only that the sinews and the flesh came upon them the skin covered them over but he noticed that there was one thing wrong that there was no breath in them so when he began to hear from the Spirit of the Lord again and he caused him to deal with that very thing that was still not in place And that was the breath of life. God said that the breath of life should come. And Ezekiel knew this. And so when he heard the word of the Lord again, he could really begin to go and hear what God was saying. And so in verse 10, he said, I prophesied as he commanded me. So he again prophesied and he commanded that breath to come in them. And they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Man, Ezekiel is seeing some awesome things here. He's not only seeing some things come together, the seeing the things that would cause these bones to move. And why is it not working? But yet, there is something that's missing, and he realizes it, and it's the breath. The breath, that's the first thing God, God told him, that breath would come into them and they would live. And so, as a result, he heard from the word of the Lord again, and he began to speak, and he spoke to the very thing that was not in working order. And he then began to see them standing up on their feet and he noticed that they were an exceedingly great army and the spirit of the Lord said to him again in verse 11 son of man these bones are the whole house of Israel they indeed say our bones are dry our hope is lost we ourselves are cut off man Can you imagine that? Imagine you were these bones that had to come together. Imagine you had the sinews that came together. And imagine you didn't have the breath of life, and yet the breath of life was then breathed into you. And now you were able to stand up. The first thing you say is that I am uh, dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Can you imagine that? But that is such a picture of what so many of us deal with. We struggle day in and day out. We have the breath of life in us. We are saved. We have Jesus living, the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. We have the Word of God at our very fingertips where many people in the world do not even have that. and They have to remember the Word of God. And us, here we are. We have all that's available to us. We have the ability to worship on a Sunday morning, which I pray that your Sunday was awesome. But now you're on this Tuesday thinking that, oh, I'm so dry, God. My hope is lost, and I'm cut off. Like, you're not listening to me. You're not hearing me. You're not answering my prayers. And that is so far from the truth. Isn't that amazing? And so all this has happened, and Ezekiel is hearing this, and the Spirit of the Lord is saying what this house of Israel is saying, that they're dry, that their hope is lost, and they are cut off. And so then again, god i love it it begins to deal with that very thing that they're saying look man i've given you breath i've given you muscles and and sinews it caused your your bones to come together and you're standing and you're an exceedingly great army you're an exceedingly great soldier in the kingdom of god so god says thus says the lord god behold O my people God wants to tell you today, behold, he wants you to get ready. He wants you to begin to hope again. He wants you to open up your eyes and see what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you. He says, I will open up your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Man, the land of Israel is a land of promise. Now, what could be the graves? I can tell you, the grave, many of you are buried in a deep place of fear, deep place of insecurity, deep place of, of sorrow, deep place of hurt. You know what? God says, I love this. I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your grave. Come on. That is a word for you today. He will open up your grave and cause you to come up from your graves. And he will bring you to the land of promise. Then he continues on. The Spirit of the Lord says, and you shall know that I am the Lord. When I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves. Verse 14, I will put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. And I love this because I can tell you, when I... Began to journal, and I began to chronicle. I began to see all these things come together. I began to see myself moving, and the aspects of God. I, I I remember when I went through my my hard times. I'm like, how. How could I ever be a person that someone would listen to How could I ever be someone of substance? How could I ever speak the word of God knowing that my past has been my past? And 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 we always hear your past shouldn't affect your future. But you know what? So many of you are living in a past that's affecting your future right now. And not only your future, but your present. And you can't get out of it. And you're in a grave that's stuck six feet under because you can't get out of it. So here we are. And we're reading this word. And I want this to be taken to you. And I pray that you're taking note I'm not only physically but that your spirit is receiving this and saying that you're in a grave and that you're realizing it that God has put all these things together for you and that God has given you breath and you're still saying that I'm dry you're still saying that I've been cut off you're still saying that I'm lost but you know what you're not you're not because God is opening up your grave and, and not only that I want to go a step further let's really recount what Jesus did on the cross Jesus didn't go on the cross so that we one day could be in freedom even while we were sinners christ loved us and gave himself for us so that we could be free that we don't have to wait for that but that we can actually accept and walk and believe in it now and be in that land of promise god has put his spirit in you you got to understand ezekiel is written and taking place in the old testament it's before christ came so now you're in the new testament and he says i will put my spirit in you in verse 14. But really what the Spirit of the Lord is saying is I put my spirit in you and you shall live and I will place you in your own land. It's, there's nothing like being in in the place where it's home. And home for you could be your local church. Some of you don't have a local church and some of you need to be connected and stay within a home. Stay in a place where you're covered. Stay in a place where you have relationships. Stay in a place where you can grow. It's not always going to be easy. You're going to have people, like I said before, will abandon you. But the Lord will never abandon you. He will hold you close. And as a result of this, he says, Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it. And I say that when you are in those per- in that perfect place, when you are in your own land, when you are in that place, you will know that God is, is the Lord and that what he has spoken he has performed it and there's so many things that we can begin to continue to see God do in our lives God can do things one and done and it's done we know that we can speak the word and we can believe it we have to not only hear what he is saying but we have to find a way to where we can remember what he said and that is a whole aspect of being note-takers Mary sat at the feet of Jesus, and he said, one thing is needed, and he continued on to say, and that would not be taken away from her. You know, the continual sitting at the feet of Jesus, when you read through that, that portion of Scripture, in Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42, there is something to be said about how they were continually at the feet of Jesus. So every time that Jesus came into Bethany, they were there serving and also sitting at the feet of Jesus. And we'll get more into that in the next episode. But in this regard you can understand that god is god for you and that he has spoken a word for you and that he will not only perform it but will continue to perform it but it is up to you to take what you have heard and apply it to your life and to continue to speak on it when god has given you a word when god has given you something that he has declared in your life you need to take the word and notice and recognize those things that are not operating Ezekiel realized that something wasn't there he noted that the breath of life was not in them in verse 8 it says there was no breath in them and so then the Spirit of the Lord again commanded him gave him the next step so when you're at a place when you don't know what's going on when you have prayed and prayed and you began to see things come together and then you hit this place where it's not working anymore there is no life in that Take the moments and use this time to practice, and then at those moments, you begin to hear God speak to you again so that you know the next thing to prophesy. I strongly encourage you to begin the journal, chronicle your life, and allow God to show you these certain things that are not in working order. Even if it's dry, as we saw right here, we know that God wants to make it a mighty, exceedingly great army, and this could be you. Again, I want you to look at yourself in the mirror and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you and ask you that question. Can these bones live? And really truly determine today what your answer is going to be. What is your answer going to be? And allow Him to show you those parts that are dry so that you can now live. Father, I thank you for this time on this podcast. I thank you for all that you're doing and I thank you that you're revealing yourself and your word to those who are listening today. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. I appreciate, again, all your support. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Takers 619 And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, which is now on iTunes. And uh, last but not least, we do have a GoFundMe account. You can look it up, GoFundMe.com forward slash Takers and uh, support us and we're going to be getting some better equipment having our own website to put some of the stuff even more in written form if you'd like to read instead of here and uh, we getting some more products out that will help and encourage you to be a note taker again don't forget allow the holy spirit to speak to your life apply it to your life and watch yourself be brought into a place of freedom love you guys have a great day and we'll be together next tuesday episode 0.3 thanks so much